Hi, everybody, and um, thanks for joining me again with another one of the Our New Normal sessions. Uh, as for those who maybe have been following along, you know that these sessions are kind of put together in the hopes of showing uh, what people are experiencing during the COVID-19 pandemic around the world in order to hopefully uh, show some common connections that we can all kind of bond over, um, but also to uh, educate people on maybe some of the differences that are happening for people depending on where they live, depending on their situation and that sort of thing. Uh, today, I'm happy to take maybe a bit of a twist to the program and I'm gonna focus on some vegan businesses and the people that run them and uh, get an idea of how, how the COVID-19 pandemic is affecting those people and the businesses and the cats as well. Um, mm -hmm. So with that being said, uh, I'm talking to two lovely people from V Marks the Shop, uh, based in, I believe, Philadelphia, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, so just for those who might not know you, uh, who are not lucky enough to know you, I thankfully, I think it's been, it's been a few years for us, I believe, um, another VVC alumni set. I've actually found, I've been talking to a lot of people from Vita VeganCon um, not necessarily on purpose, but it just kind of happened. So for those who weren't lucky enough to meet you through that or something else that you've been involved with, uh, can you tell people a bit about your business? Like, you know, when did it open? Where are you based? I guess I said that. Uh, and, you know, what do you do kind of thing? Yeah, sure. So I'm Carmela Lani. This is Carlo Giardina. Uh, <laughs> we, we're a married couple. <laughs> Um, so we run V-Marks the Shop. It's um, all vegan convenience store. It's the only all vegan grocer in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Um, we actually started our business in New York as an online and pop-up kind of store um, before we moved to Philly. And we opened our brick and mortar in December 2018. Um, so being a vegan grocer slash convenience store, we've got food products, we've got housewares, you've got vegan products for your non-human companions, um, books and such. We also, um, we do run events uh, in the area, uh, vegan markets, um, we do a vegan quiz all night, we do a mac and cheese thing, I think. Mac, mac and cheese contest. Yeah, mac and cheese contest. Um, Different event, different kinds of events that we that we do. Um, we're a little corner store in South Philly in a section known as Point Breeze, aka New Bold. Um, and yeah, we kind of like set our store to be a store for everybody. So it's not just about a store for vegans. We right. really want to make vegan products accessible to our whole community. And most of our customers actually are not vegan. So oh. that's been cool. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it. we try to make it a welcoming place, like a community meetup spot uh, for folks to learn and share and just to have a good time when they come by to pick up like, you know, whatever Gardein product we have or mm -hmm. something like that. Um, so I guess actually first detour from the questions I sent you, uh, well, just, just to check, when did you open? It's been at least a couple years or a few years, I think. Yeah. So we started as the, as an online slash pop-up, uh, back in 2015. Um, wow. I don't know if you remember, but that last session we had at Vita VeganCon about business and Carlo got up in front of everybody and said, <laughs> we're opening a vegan store. <laughs> 
through the gauntlet. Uh, yeah, so that pretty much sprung board everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during that time between 2013 and December 2018, um, we were just doing pop-ups and events, and we did have a little bit of setbacks because of family health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, so we probably would have opened up a year or so before yeah. that, but because of family health issues, we had to push things off. Yep. Um, but yeah, we've been doing well. We just celebrated our, um, I guess, our first full year right. at the brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. So we put stock soft openings um, a couple of days a week, and then we went with like full on hours in December 2019 at our grand opening then. And yep. uh, yeah, it's been it's been doing well. So, I mean, I guess well, the detour I meant to take was. Why Philly? Because I think when I when I met you two, like New York was home base, I believe. Yes. And yes. somehow Philly got on your radar. I think maybe earlier than that, but you know the the brick and mortar is in Philly. So why? How did that happen? Um, okay, so for a while we've been wanting to get out of New York. <laughs> Escape from New York? Would you say? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Motorcycle and all. <laughs> Uh, we wanted to we wanted to get out of New York. Um, I mean, our family's there and such, but we kind of mm-hmm. just like wanted to break away. And we had been in Philly almost every weekend, like just oh, hanging okay. out and such. And we just felt more and more at ease there. Like you know, we should definitely make the move there. So, not too long after we opened, after we um, announced that we did, and then we started doing our online and such, we said, you know. Maybe this is this is gonna spark us to finally pick up and move. Yeah. Okay. And just just I mean partially because of my own geography brain, it's not that far from New York, right? Like it's, no, it's ninety minutes. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. What is what is this say? Ninety uh, ninety nine miles or something, or ninety miles to get a cheesesteak? Like that's like the average <laughs> in New York City. Yeah. Or yeah, like Philly would advertise like. Tired of paying three thousand dollars in rent, move to Philly. It's ninety miles away, or something yeah. like that. Oh, oh wow. yeah. it's funny because I think um, it's my Canadian brain, right? It's not so much my geography brain; it's my Canadian brain because, like, to go from you know Vancouver to Toronto is like a three-day drive, like yeah. solid. <laughs> you know, because I mean, the the major cities, there's like I think Toronto and maybe Ottawa or Toronto and Montreal are like probably the closest commute you could do between like two big spots and that i think toronto to montreal is like six hours maybe depending on traffic mm-hmm. but if you leave that sort of section of canada the rest of it's like you're looking at like a day to go you know to go into any major cities so yeah my in my head i was like i feel like philly isn't far but far to me could be like a half a day drive you know, that's the thing that's close. kind of interesting i like about the geography in terms of the United States, like Northeast, like what is it, like five or six major cities? Yeah, Boston, yeah. Philly, New York. Yeah, and then once you leave, once you leave DC, I mean, like Richmond's a good size city, but it's not like not like Baltimore. Yeah, or DC but once you leave DC, like you got to go a bit of a ways before you hit yeah. like a top ten major city. Yeah, you know? Atlanta, you know. yeah. Okay, so Philly was was a good choice, but it wasn't necessarily like a really drastic no, choice. Like you can still see family and stuff. 
Yes. Yeah, right. If family's close okay, enough, cool. then, uh, you know, we, we just really liked it, you know? Yeah, okay. Um, so, obviously, uh, like you said, things have been going relatively well, but um, you may have noticed some stuff changed in the world <laughs> over the last while. Um, what, what are some of the pandemic-related restrictions, like some of the things that have come into play that have uh, kind of affected how you've been running things? Yeah, so... COVID-19 definitely hit us hard. <laughs> Change uh, changed, yeah. yeah, whole business model has changed. Um, so we're following local, state, and federal guidelines um, mm. as best as possible. So when, when things first started happening, we tried to maintain as best as we could our status quo. Yep. And then when it started in shelter in place, we had to make a lot of sudden changes. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point where we were restricting a number of people that were in the shop. And then we realized this is still, I don't, like, we personally didn't feel comfortable yeah. with a low amount of customers. Um, because not to, not to slam customers, but people, when they shop, they like to linger and browse <laughs> and their time. Yeah, which is fun, which, which is great. I and, like yeah. doing that. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah, I've done it all the time. <laughs> and. For us, it's great because we get to have nice conversations. We can share things. Mm-hmm. In this environment, <laughs> you can't do that. No. So the one major move that we did is that we closed off the store to in-person shopping. Oh, okay. Um, part of the reason is because we are the only two working in the store. We live in the same house. We live in a house with somebody that's immunocompromised. Yeah. Um, so if either one of us gets sick, the store's got to shut down. Yeah. Right. And it impacts my mom. Yep. So we have to be very mindful of that. Um, so there's no in-person shopping. We don't let yeah. any customers into the store, with except with one, one exception, one exception um, <laughs> because we do take what are known as SNAP benefits. This is from the USDA, the Department of Agriculture, which provides food benefits and food stamps mm-hmm. um, to folks. There are restrictions on usage. Yeah. So they cannot use it online, and folks also cannot or should not be giving their number over the phone because the card that they receive for their benefits, it's like a debit card that has a pin. Yeah, okay, okay. So because it's a pin debit, we make the exception for those customers that they can place their order over the phone, we right. save their order, they come to the store with safety precautions in place, and complete their transaction inside. Right. Okay. So that's one exception. You know, um, we try to be as accommodating as possible. What we, we try to do is be as contactless as possible. Yep. So we ask customers, hey, give us your credit card over the phone, which 95% do. Some of them use Venmo. If they absolutely have to use cash, uh, we, we'll take cash at the door and yep. at the window, and then we'll just bring in. We ask that it's like exact change and all that. So we're trying to be make sure that everyone has the opportunity to shop. We don't want to, mm-hmm. like, without anybody. But um, we're taking big-time precautions, though. Yeah. You know, and constantly sanitizing. Right. Yeah. Um, so we try to do at least once an hour about where they're sanitizing, um, and that's in addition to our own hygiene, washing hands, yeah. having hand 
present on hand. Um, we recycle boxes for orders, so we disinfect. Um, we we're leaving like boxes like we get a shipment if we have boxes that we can use to pack orders. We let those sit for twenty four hours, yeah. disinfect before usage. Yeah. Um, so that's changed a lot. One thing that we haven't done. Um, that we've been getting a lot of requests for, so we're going to be playing around with it, is going back to online ordering. Like, not, when I say online ordering, when we used to do be, like, an e-commerce store. Mm-hmm. So, um, once in a while, we'll do, like, special, like, grab-and-go things for people to pick up, but in terms of shipping, we stopped that completely to focus on the brick-and-mortar. Mm-hmm. But we bring that back in a month or two. Yeah, tinkering around. Right. Yeah, doing something more specialized rather than like just put our whole inventory up yeah. and have shipped out. Um, and the only reason is because we've been getting requests for it. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of folks that don't live in the area or they're outside of our delivery range, and we want to get them goods. Yep. Best we can. Um, we just you know one of the challenges that we have to face there is. Um, regarding the carriers. So USP, USPS with the Postal Service is having a lot of issues and there's a lot of delays, like sometimes stuff that's perishable yeah. um, that we get from some of our suppliers may be delayed by a day or yeah, two or three. Oh, no. um, and with warmer temperatures, that causes issues. So a lot of our suppliers that were using the Postal Service actually have switched to UPS oh, wow. or FedEx because of that. Um, but when you're using UPS or FedEx, usually the rates are a lot higher. Yeah. So it's like, kind of, so then we have to paint. So they're having to up their rate, their rate, their costs to us, and we're having to pay more. So um, we have to manage that aspect as well. Yeah. Um, so ju- just to make, like, just to kind of clarify, in terms of like the, the city or the state rules like you're what would be kind of like an essential service because you're like a grocery mm-hmm. yeah so because yeah. we're a grocery we're an essential business um so we could we and we are permitted to have in-store shopping yeah. we just choose not choose to not um just for safety reasons here in pennsylvania um they're specifically in philadelphia county um so the rest restaurants can open, but they only can do curbside or uh, takeout. Mm-hmm. So they're not really supposed to have anybody Never in done. and no dining in. Um, the governor just passed um, uh, a bill for cocktails to go, so people can <laughs> get mixed drinks, um, mm-hmm. but they can do it for pickup or curbside. They can't order through a delivery app for that. Yeah. Um, so those things are happening. Um, I think there's we're in a state that has a three phase um, plan to reopen. Yeah. And so Philadelphia County is still in the red phase, and they're thinking in two weeks we'll move to yellow phase, which really doesn't change much. It just says like you can have a gathering of ten people or something like that. Yeah. But um, but green is supposed to be as close to being fully reopened as possible. There's still some yeah. restrictions in place. Um, but if we hit green, we know that we're not gonna be one of those businesses, okay, we're green, we can go yeah. back to <laughs> Yeah, no. We're no. still gonna hedge our bet. Like let's just say everything goes back to normal, whatever that means. <laughs> yeah. We're gonna probably like if 
even if most stores are letting people in and all that, we're going to give it another month, even two, just to really make sure because, mm-hmm. you know, those spikes could start happening and we don't want to endanger anybody or ourselves. So we're going to yeah, give yeah. It, play it extra safe, you know? Yeah. So. Um, how, how has the response been from your, from your customers? Like, have, have they been relatively understanding? I mean, I want to say maybe vegans are understanding, but we all know that there are definitely <laughs> vegans that can be jerks. <laughs> um, most have been very understanding. No one's really complained that they can't come in. We've had other complaints, but there, yeah. those are just more like run-of-the-mill business well, things. But we yeah. haven't had too many problems. No. A few okay. here and there. Um, but like we've ironed out a few things. Like when we first started taking like phone orders, it was chaos. I couldn't do it. Yeah. I was in, it was a deluge of calls and I was missing them. And so we decided to like change things up. And like what we do is we do like phone scheduling. So like every 20 minutes for a certain block of the day, I, I call a customer, they tell me what they want over the phone. I get everything, I ring it up and I say, here's your price. And then they okay. tell me three o'clock, I'll pick it up. That's worked a lot better. So it's a lot yeah. of it's trial and error, you know? Yeah, one of the things that we found that we we have to set boundaries and make them very clear to folks um, yep. because we we had people that were just walking up oh i like to place an order at the window and i'm like yeah we're not doing that, do that. and uh you know we had a couple of folks be a little titchy about that mm-hmm. or um not quite understand well i'm here well that's great that you're here but we have to keep a certain process because as much as we're trying to be as contactless as possible we also have a number of delivery drivers coming every day we have um also we have our suppliers coming through with stuff so we're trying to protect people and when somebody comes through and just walks up, it kind of throws a wrench in the flow yeah. of things. The same thing when we get cold calls from customers and I'll say, hey, do you have this product? And then the next question, so I like to place an order, is that okay? Well, since I'm on the phone with you and it's like, I think most of those folks really just don't know. And there's a few that do know and just trying to like, <laughs> them and that, and that, um, that makes it challenging because I'm like, folks, and then I have to go through the whole rigmarole explaining we're not doing that anymore right now. Yeah. I try to explain to them why, because when you call, you're taking away from the phone call I'm with with somebody or like Carmela says, a vendor's coming or yeah. delivery. So it, it throws everything off. But, you know, it ha- some days we don't get any of that. And some days we get like three or four. <laughs> so it's day to day. You never know. Yeah, everything you know? is constantly changing so key thing is like being able to pivot it's like if you if i mean yes we have boundaries and some things are more rigid than they were before but we still have to we still try to find ways to pivot so that we can ensure the the main thing for us is safety so that we for that level of safety while you know taking care of customers and still trying to serve now like one of the things that yeah we've People are like, oh, it's great that you guys have traffic. We lost our foot traffic, so we have to get creative, right. you know, how we do our business. And, um, you know, things that we've been trying to come up with, and we're still working through things to try to make sure that we're there for customers. And customers are like, it's so great that you're still in business. And it's like, yeah, it's great. But at the same time, like, I got to pay more. I got to order more. Um, yeah. Like, 
you know, on average, and for like a small shop, you know, on average to have anywhere between 150 and 200 orders that we're packing and fulfilling ourselves in a three-day period. (laughs) (laughs) We've also like, some people, most people have been understanding about this too, but a few are like a little titchy, is that we've been putting restrictions on some items, like how many you can get. Like, it was crazy, like about, about a month ago, there must have been a tofu shortage everywhere. Like we were one of the only stores in town to have it. And I'm Ryan. We don't. We sold more tofu in like a month. <laughs> we have in a year. We sold like, more tofu in a, in three days. And like people want <laughs> and like you know twenty come in a case. So you're gonna buy half a case. And so we had to start putting some restrictions. I'm like, folks. We sometimes we have a hard time getting things. So I can't. I'd rather give five people two tofus than ten to one person. So yeah. people, most people have been understanding about but I feel like, well, but I need it. I'm like, well, I, I can't accommodate you. <laughs> yeah, like... And yeast and flour are the other two. It's like all of a sudden everyone's a baker. You yeah, know, yeah. and it, it was crazy. Yeah. So we had to put limits on a few things, you know. Yeah. And so then flour... also, like, sorry, so sorry yeah. we also can't guarantee stuff. So we can place orders yeah. with distributors. Yeah, and we are at their mercy for real. Like we've had shipments, full-on shipments, get canceled. Mm-hmm. We got an incorrect items, and for their for their company safety, they will not take product back once it's entered yeah. your store. So we have to find ways to get the product out, if, especially the ones that we can't use. So. Yeah, so, we've been working yeah. with various food rescue groups since we opened. So yeah. we call them up. Yeah, do you, do you have somebody that can come get this? And if they say yes, okay, thank you, please. Take this. What I used to do is I, I don't do it anymore, obviously because of COVID. But like in the past, if we had food that was like close to its end date, or yeah. we got something that we can't sell because it's not vegan an accident, I go right into the neighborhood and just give it to homeless people. There's a lot of homeless people who live like really like two blocks from the store, that yeah. corner a lot of people who can use food. So I just, I used to just go there and just hand it to them and they were more than glad to take it, but like, I can't do that now. So now we have to yeah. rely on these food rescue groups who are, who are fantastic people. They're wonderful and dedicated and they're great. But um, yeah. yeah, so like, we'll get like a case of bread that's not vegan, it's got honey in it or whatever. So I'm like, hey, I don't want to throw it out. Yeah, so yeah. give it to you know, folks who are going to use it, so. That's another challenge too. You know? <laughs> I mean, there's no no handbook, right? There's no business handbook for this situation. <laughs> Not at all. No matter if you went to school or you've been doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you just yeah, it's like you said, like you got to learn to pivot. I mean, business is like that anyway. But yeah. I mean, no matter who your mentor is or what school you went to for business or if you did that at all or if you've been doing this twenty years, like this is everything yeah, goes out the window. You just got to kind of keep floating. <laughs> Yeah. So, I mean, with that in mind, like, because you mentioned that it's kind of like you two, and obviously, like, you have like a household to consider as well, like what you're bringing home. Um, mm-hmm. How, I mean, how have you, maybe you haven't, like, if you want to be honest about it, you don't have to say that everything's peachy. Like, how, how have you been, have you been trying to at least maintain a balance between like your personal needs and the store? Like, I mean, that's a business thing all the time, but now obviously, even more so. So it's been a challenge. Yeah. Um, so we we setting the boundaries have been really good for <sighs> us um, to help us better manage our personal and work life. 
Um, the one thing is that we've made it known, we set our hours and we always say they're subject to change. Well, because we need a break. Yeah. yeah. Um, it came back from a break. We took about nine days because we were literally working 12, 14 hours a day, even on the day off. Right. <laughs> yeah. Consecutively Dead since tired. the shelter in place order was put into effect. Yeah. And you get to the point where, look, if you're around the same person 24 <laughs> 7, um, you know, you're not going to like each other at yeah. some point. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I mean, yeah, it's it just changes like day to day. And like, you know, we also yeah. had to change the hours. We figured, all right, let's. Let's use let's do fewer days, which has helped somewhat, even though we're still working technically. Um, yeah. But we're closing a little earlier. So at least we're getting home in a decent hour half the time. And, um, you know, but we're tired. I mean, I sometimes I come home, I eat and go right to bed. I'm really yep. tired. She's really tired. And, you know. Yeah. So so that we can like still like each other. <laughs> we we had we had to limit the days we've had we yeah. took this break for nine days we're actually taking another break after today for monday through friday because mm -hmm. we're gonna work on stuff for the store um and we just need to really focus on ramping things back up store-wise for june yep. so um we're just going to be open like the weekend but taking breaks and making the out sure the hours work for you um as well as still being available to customers is very important and this break that we last took we were actually able to do things like i was actually able to binge watch a whole series i haven't done yeah. that in a long time yeah. um, took a we took a drive we stayed in the car most mostly, yeah, but we we took we're a not drive. going into any stores or yeah anything. we took a we took a drive outside of the city we hadn't been outside of a one to two mile radius in months. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, we do things like that. But for day to day, like, we, we are just between home and the store. If we need anything, we only do things that are curbside. Yeah. Um, we don't go into stores. You know, even for our own groceries. I mean, we have a grocer, so there's stuff that we can we can shop our own store. <laughs> yeah things that we need outside like we only go to a store that will do curbside um because we just can't take the risk right now and we just feel more comfortable with that um even with restaurants we do deliver you know, have delivery and we've been we've been you know getting food from our friends businesses which has been mm -hmm. great to support them too because the restaurants have really been slammed and philly is a foodie city and yeah. so seeing how many people are in that are working in restaurants and then just looking at the overall service industry itself and how it's been hit you know it's it's sad so anything that we can do to support them from our homes or from our store we try to do that too yeah. but yeah we we have to limit where we go and mm -hmm. who we engage with and how we communicate with people yeah yeah i am um, I mean, I'll, I'll wrap up in a second, but um, I just wanted to kind of add, like, for people that are watching or listening, that um, I did approach a bunch of different vegan businesses to to do this, and um, I actually had, I've had at least two uh, basically say they just couldn't do it, like, just because 
you know, one was like, well, we don't want to depress people. Um, <laughs> and I, I hope that that's not a sign that, you know, things are really going down because um, I obviously would love to see the business to continue. The other one, uh, the person I wanted to talk with is basically just taking a break now because they had been doing like 14, 15 hour days for like months, right? So um, I, I, I know that, you know, you guys are definitely not the only ones going through this. Um, but that that's why, like I said, like I, you know, I, I drafted these questions last night, but that was one I wanted to touch on because I know obviously, you know, the business is, is important too, but like, like you said, you two are the ones kind of, behind the counter and behind the store and the website and everything. And you gotta, like, you gotta be healthy too. So I just want to, want to check in with the people behind the name as well to make sure that you're taking a balance. So, um, on that note, uh, I know you mentioned maybe moving, uh, to some online stuff. So maybe that kind of answers part of this question, but how can people support you? I mean, obviously in the neighborhood, they can, uh, you know, do the, the phone thing and do the ordering in advance, but, uh, anyone outside of the neighborhood, is there a way that they can show you some support besides like some thumbs up or something? <laughs> yeah. Um, so if, if they're outside of the area, but they have somebody that's in Philly, we have e-gift cards available. Okay. Um, and uh, for this week, we're actually doing a 10% off of orders of, of gift card orders of $50 or more with the code break time. Um, we have some branded gear on our site. Um, so like shirts and tote bags are all print on demand because we just can't hold on to that inventory. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we have that available. So, um, if you want to get a mug or a tote bag to support that, that's awesome. Um, but other than that, just share. And if you have a vegan business in your area, please support them. Mm-hmm. Um, not to, I know like, especially in our, in our space. Um, we are not afforded the luxury of lower, lower prices as some of the corporate stores. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's very, and for us to get to that point, we need the volume in sales to be able to yeah. get lower costs on goods. Yeah. So in supporting us, you're helping us get closer to be able to have lower prices. We try our best to keep things as affordable as we can, as do many of the other vegan stores, but it really is about volume for all of us. Mm-hmm. So you can support a vegan business in your neighborhood if you can. I'm, you know, I know people are, especially now, you know, with their budgets and such, but if you can support a local vegan grocer, please do. Yeah, it makes a big difference. It makes a know? big difference. It helps us all stay afloat. Uh, many of us talk on a daily basis just to check in <laughs> what we're doing, um, you know, and so, you know, we may be seeing like, yeah, we're getting good traffic, we're having to up orders and such, but what people don't know is as quickly those things come in, they go quickly out as the money that comes in. <laughs> yeah, quickly um, so if you can support your local vegan business, that would be, that would be the one ask from us, like, yeah. However you can do it, um, if you can shop with them, please do, because that will just keep that part of the economy going. And and small businesses are what actually keeps the country afloat. It's true, for sure. And I mean, I think along with that, um, 
you know, I think it's becoming becoming kind of obvious where the sort of important workforce, I mean, maybe the healthcare workers kind of aren't in the small business workforce, but, you know, there's there's definitely a big shift in, in where the important people are that are kind of holding things down. And it's not like the CEOs of a big corporation. It's, you know, people running small businesses. And like you said about like the food rescue organizations and all those places that, you know, hopefully everyone's a little more aware of now and they'll, they'll kind of know where to where to put their money and their support um on that note i thank you two so much for taking the time out of your busy day i know it's early there well it's early by my standards maybe this is like <laughs> your normal start um but i thank you so much for uh taking the time to do this and i will include you know the links to your social and stuff so people can check you out and maybe order a tote bag or a coffee mug um and otherwise hopefully we will touch base at some other point maybe when all this clears up, I'll be able to finally get to the shop, which has yeah, been yeah. on my list for a long time. Thanks, right. thanks for uh, speaking with us too. We appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, definitely Thank appreciate you. it. Thanks for no. doing. This. Yeah. Yeah. No, no problem. It's been it's been too long, and this is part of why I wanted to do these chats is because I was like, there's people that I just like maybe tweet with or Facebook or whatever, and that's, you know, it's fine. It's a way to keep in touch, but I'm like, no, I'm gonna email like a hundred different people and see who will like address me and. You two are the first to start this kind of business end of things, so I'm excited to to touch base with all these people that are kind of you know the names behind the uh, the names behind the names, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we'll we'll stay in touch and hopefully hopefully uh, I'll be there at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, have a good day. You too. Oh, you babe. too. Uh, thank you so much. Bye.